Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The testimony, the testimony with Paula Brian, yeah, the diva for Christ, yeah, why don't you, why don't you tune in every Tuesday at 9 Eastern Standard Time, you are listening to the testimony with host Paula Brian. A.K.A. Diva for Christ. And in case you don't know what that stands for, it's divinely inspired vessel appointed and anointed for a time such as this. Hey, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you don't want to miss on speaker.com. to be with you. God bless you. God bless you. This is Paula Brion, the diva for Christ. And you know what show this is. And if you don't, let me say it to you. The testimony. But you know, we do all things in God. And tonight, of course, will be no different. Before we start this show, you know, we go to the throne for our power. And tonight will be no different. So, Father God, in your name, I just thank you for another, another opportunity to lift my voice up to you and give you all the honor, the glory, and the praises. Who they just continue coming out of my mouth. And you know how my mouth runs, that I don't have a problem lifting you up and letting folk know just how wonderful and amazing you are. Father God, tonight you have your way in this show, with this show, and through your people on tonight. We have a wonderful guest, and we want to lift them up as well to you, giving them to you, Lord, because nothing, nothing that we do, do we not go through you first. Father God, I just thank you for another opportunity to bring the testimony to your people. Father God, thank you for your amazing son, Jesus, which I love with all my heart and soul. Father God, thank you just for loving me that much, even though I don't deserve it, but you truly, truly thought enough about me to just give him to me just for a time such as this. So, Father God, I thank you. In the precious name above all names, Jesus Christ. Yes, amen, amen, amen. Yes, yes, yes. I am in the building, and I am psyched and happy to bring to you another uplifting and spirit-filled show. And again, tonight will be no different. We bring you my sister, She is a woman of God, a wife, a mother, daughter. She is amazing, oh, motivational speaker. I tell you, if you want to be uplifted, this is the woman to speak 
too. But she has is just multi-talented in language. We bring to you a sign language interpreter. She is amazing. She has worked with the best in this in this field, and she is looking to encourage you and and let you know just a little bit more about her and what she does. And as she lifts up the Lord and everything that she does, I just want you guys to sit back and relax and wait for my sister, Kathleen Taylor, who's going to come on and bless the folk on today. I want to know, is my girl in the house yet? Yes, she is. Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? I can. Come on, sister. All right. <laughs> Blessings to you. Blessings to you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't mind running my mouth about you, girl. <laughs> you my sister. You my sister. We go way back, y'all. Let me tell you something. This is, she was like a mama to me in high school. I used to call my little, my mama because I was younger than her. And she just used to help me through those rough high school years, man. But I tell you, you are such a blessing, my sister. Kathleen well, Taylor is in the house, everybody. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so humbled and honored to be here. Thank you. Man, you, you truly deserving. You're a wonderful woman, always a giver, always there for folk. You've been like that since you was a child, Lord. You always, I'm telling you, babying and taking care of folk. And, and, and today is no different. And, and I just love you for that. I just want to let you know that you made my high school years what they were. And, and I mean that. You, you welcomed me. You, you was always older than me in the, in the sense of just being mature and always pointing me in the right directions and, I, I just really want to want to let you know uh, with this platform and thank you, you know, for all that, because it made me so much better today. Um, and, and I think about you constantly. So thank you, my sister, just for being who you always are. I mean, it just it just comes natural for you. But I want the listeners to know about you. Who is Kathleen Taylor? How did it begin for you? Well, who is Kathleen Taylor? Wow. Um, how long do we have? <laughs> Kathleen Taylor. Let me let me tell you, Kathleen Taylor is the is the daughter of Laura Taylor and Edward Taylor. She divorced early, and that woman raised me. So everything mm. I do, I hope she's proud of me. That's the most important thing. Yeah. I am a, as you said, I am a daughter, only child. I am a wife. Going on 15 years this coming March. I have, I'm a mother in the sense where I have a teenager right now. I'm blessed to say that she goes to LaGuardia High School, which is amazing for dance right now. Yes, put that up, put that up. It's hard to get into that school and she did it. She did it. We're so proud of her. Um, I'm a cousin. I'm a friend. I'm a mentor. I was a, teacher one time for various people, but my biggest thrill has been working in the deaf community. They've accepted me to be a part of their community. And my goal is always to lift people up. No, excuse me. Let me go back. To help them lift themselves up to the highest level, whatever their success is. Not according to me, but according to them and God. So I'm a vessel. I've been a domestic violence counselor, a mental health therapist. I ran a school for deaf adults, but I've been a sign language interpreter now for 32 years. Yes, Lord. American Sign Language Interpreter. Yes, Lord. I- I'm telling you, certified and and all about it. I'm telling you, and I've watched you. You are wonderful. You are amazing. You do it with such grace, and it's so welcoming. And 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 I know with with it's not an easy feat to actually do. Uh, sign language, interpreting. It's not an easy thing, but you just do it with no, I mean, you don't have a problem. You just, it's so welcoming and inviting. And that's really important um, to have the, you know, that community of people to feel welcome. You know, uh, yeah, that yeah. means everything. And that's why I was jo- yeah. just so Google Gaga that she would come on this line just to speak about it. Cause folks do not talk about this much. 
And I really want you to just let your hair down and let these folk know, you know, that there is a community that it needs them. They need to be heard. They need to be seen. They need to, you know, people need to know that they're out there. And I'm just so thankful to have you on this platform. Yeah, well, one thing I, I want to emphasize to all the listeners right now is the fact that I'm not here to speak on behalf of the deaf community. They can speak for themselves. They have a voice. They communicate mm. quite well. And what they're always trying to just say is, I'm here, don't forget about me. Because as mm-hmm. we know in the Bible, God didn't use the wealthy and the rich and the influential individuals to get his message across. He right. used the marginalized, the disenfranchised, the people, the deaf, to get his message across to people in regards to, as you said, we need to be here for each other at all times. So I want to thank the deaf community, and I always thank the deaf community for welcoming me into their lives and into their community and teaching me what it is that they want and what it is that they need from me so that they can prosper. Because what do we say? I'm going to teach a man how to fish because I'm not going to keep frying a fish for you. Paraphrasing, of course. That's my point. So, as an interpreter, I'm a conduit between a hearing person and a deaf person. I'm the vessel Mm -hmm. so that communication flows between the two. And Mm -hmm. when it gets to a point where they forget that I'm even in the room, then I know I did my job because the work is not about me. The work is about the message. Did I render the message from the deaf person who's signing and I'm voicing, what we call voicing, I'm speaking their words into English so that the hearing person can understand, and am I also signing what the hearing person is saying so that the deaf person can understand? So they go through me in a sense. I'm the vessel to facilitate that communication. That's the important aspect. And a lot of times, especially in the church, we forget about the importance and how to prepare our interpreters. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of, see, there's a difference between having a deaf ministry and having deaf members. Deaf thank members you. mean the deaf people just come here, you turn around, you put an interpreter up, oh, bravo, thank you very much, and you move on. But having a deaf ministry, meaning that those deaf individuals, those deaf members of your church are able to participate in every event every function, every ministry that the hearing people can. Yes. That means that the pastor is willing to sit down and send their sermon or priest or whatever denomination you're from, sit down and send your sermon, your homily or whatever to the interpreter early so that they can then render the message as you want the message to be rendered. Because I am not preaching the gospel at that moment. That's not my job. I'm taking the words from the pastor, from the priest, from the religious leader, and delivering it. But a lot of times we get pastors and priests who are afraid and think that the interpreter is going to upstage them. That's not the purpose. That is Mm. not the purpose. I am not the shepherd. They are not my flock. So we we need religious leaders to work with us. Because the same way how you wouldn't have your minister of music just go up one day and start playing music without some kind of rehearsal. You wouldn't have your, your praise team get up and start dancing without rehearsing. Then why do you think the interpreter should be allowed to, be, to just go up there without rehearsing? Right, right. Order and decency. That, that's what it's about. you got to do things in his kingdom. and It's about order and decency, and it's got to be done right. And, and honestly, that, that's what I, I – it's just an honor to have you on this platform you know, because you speak truth, and and this is definitely a community that is not really embraced, you know, especially in our churches, and that definitely needs to stop. You know, those people are our people. Those are, and bigger than that, they're God's people, and and you don't, you go to church services, and you don't see sign language going, you don't, you don't see the interpreting, you don't see it. I've been at many churches. Because they usually put the interpreters in the back. They put the interpreter in the back. Because they don't want attention to be taken away from them. I remember I was interpreting. It just so happens I've I've interpreted basically every denomination except for Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay? In the the Kingdom Hall, I should say. 
But I remember um, I've been interpreting in the Catholic Church 32 years and in the Baptist Church for 30 years. Every Sunday, mm-hmm. interpreting, you know, or supporting the interpreters who are interpreting. So one time I was in one church and a, a visitor came to the church and sat where the deaf ministry sits. And I said, excuse me, sir, could you move to the side, please, because this is where the, the deaf ministry sits. And he was like, what? I said, there are deaf people coming in, and, I, and this is where they sit. Deaf people in church, they can't hear the word of God. Wow. wow. This Brooklyn night. <laughs> and I have a relationship with, I, yes, Brooklyn's in the house. I have a relationship with God, yes, but I'm still a work in progress. I haven't fully reached my potential yet. Okay. And I was getting ready to say something. And I literally felt God's hand over my mouth. And he told me, shut up. I have this. Just do your job. And I went up on the altar and proceeded to interpret the mass. And... When there's a, even in the Catholic Church, there is a call and response because people think in the Catholic Church there's no call and response. It's the same way. It's just different from the Baptist Church, okay? And I'm signing and I nod to them a certain way so they know that that's their time to sign along while the hearing people are signing. So we went through the Mass, which is only an hour in comparison to the Baptist Church, okay? It's an hour long. And when we finished, I went down to the gentleman and I said, now you're going to tell me that these deaf people didn't hear the word of God? Wow. And he said, miss, I have to apologize because they probably understand the word of God better than I do. I said, that's right. Because <laughs> hearing the word of God has nothing to do with the physical ear. That's right. It has nothing to do with the physical ear. These people mm. come every week to Mass. They pray, they go to their confession, they will, when they're able to, and that's another thing, you know, there are certain, like, for, in the Catholic Church, in order to, they have to go to confession through an interpreter to speak to a priest. We need more priests who are willing to sign, or if, you know, if, 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 if a person needs to meet with their pastor or their rabbi or something like that, they have to go through an interpreter. We want more religious leaders to take up basic sign language themselves yes, or at least have such a relationship with an interpreter that when a congregant or a member comes to visit, they don't feel like, oh, my goodness, I feel so embarrassed because, you know, I have to speak through this interpreter. Like I said, if I could get to the point with, with two people where they forget I'm even in the room, I know I did my job. I know I did yeah. my job. Wow. I tell you, it, it it's this had to take place. We had to meet and we had to, you know, come on this platform to let the listeners know. Um, you know, you, there is a place. There is a place for them. And and it needs to be addressed. You know, uh the churches need to welcome, you know, and, and include um interpreting yes. for, for you know it's 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 got to stop and and i i know and most of the time i've been i've never care i ain't never never seen it and that's just crazy like like seriously but then, like you know if it's but then the we have you no know, no okay but Sorry. we have the other problem though we have the other problem because then you turn around and you have people who do want to sign in the church and i'm more than welcome to hear that, that people want to sign in the church to make their service more accessible to people who are deaf. But then you have the mm-hmm. problem where people don't want to go for any kind of training or, or, or workshops outside of the church. Well, that's a big they problem. Don't they, want they don't the want to put the work in. They don't want to put the work in, but they want to stand up front and be seen. Or, that's you know, you, this is, we normally we hear, oh, this is my work. God sent me to do this work. Oh, no, I don't need to. I'm not looking to become a professional interpreter. No, I'm not asking you to become a professional interpreter as your career. But if you are going to be in the church providing this service, God's people, people servicing God's people, then you need to get some kind of training. Oh, that's it. It can't just, it. It can't just be about learning from a book or looking at a videotape. You need to get some well, kind of training. 
or speaking in tongues. <laughs> you know Don't what I'm stop. saying? Okay, because because I get because I get the analogy. I say, okay, remember when Jesus told his disciples, "Come follow me." Okay, leave everything behind. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. I'm really tired right now. <laughs> leave all your stuff. Come follow me. He said, "Watch me. Look, look at what I'm doing." And he worked all his mm-hmm. miracles. They were taking notes, right? Then he turned around and blew on them. Okay, now you go out and you do it. So the first time, look at me what I'm doing. That's called the internship. The second mm. one, after he blew on them and said, now you go out and you do it, that's called an externship. So if Jesus can do that with the disciples and the disciples had to go through some kind of training, who are you right again, to say girl. that you're going to pass on the words of Jesus Christ, the Savior of mankind, and not get some kind of training. Mm. Please move away. You, you, move out this side. You speak it. You speak the truth. You speak the truth, and 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 that's real. This is real. Um, it, it it is it is not present, and and I'm I'm truly it has to be. We have to step up. Um, like I said, the platform in this show is to bridge the gaps, you know, between the communities of people. You know, and 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 keep it one hundred and totally about God. And you can't say you're about God and you're not about His people, right? You know, um, definitely. And it starts with us. It starts with us. You know what I'm saying? Um, that I I knew you. Like I said, we go way back. But but what what made signing something that you chose to do? Like what was it that that <laughs> Yeah, that signing. Did, I didn't. I did not choose signing. Signing chose me. The deaf community yeah. chose me. And let me explain. Mm. Um, my godson is deaf. We didn't know mm. that. I, I went to Hofstra. I went to Hofstra University, and I was pre med. I wanted to become a pediatrician. Yeah, I've always when I growing up, that was my desire was to be a pediatrician from the time I can remember, uh, from like two, three years old, I guess. I don't know. Wanted to become a mm-hmm. pediatrician, so I went to Hofstra on Long Island in New York City, and well, in Suffolk in, the, in New York, and I met the first deaf student recruited from Hofstra. But she's what you call oral deaf, where she was able to speak quite clearly. You just thought that she had an accent from another country or something. And she was explaining mm. to me about she was explaining to me about what it was like growing up deaf, how 98% of deaf people, no one in their home signed. So a lot of deaf people don't wow. like being around the house for for the holidays, like this holiday season. They'd rather just go with their friends or deaf students in college will just stay up at their school. They don't want to go home because there's no one who communicates with them. No one wow. signs. Imagine being, imagine being alienated within your own home. No one signs to you. Your own mother and father doesn't even sign to you. They're forcing wow. you to lip read. Now, we know lip reading is difficult anyway. But if you yep. have a beard, you have an accent, you don't open your mouth too much, you have bad teeth, there's a whole lot of different things that can interfere with one being able to lip read. So the best lip reader, the best, gets about six out of ten words. But they're knowing that, okay, we're talking about this subject, we're around the table, we're probably talking about some family things. But if you throw in another topic, that's going to throw them off because they're not understanding, okay, where did that subject come from? I don't understand it. But I digress, i sorry. Um, we so I was in college I met this young lady but I remember back in the day on Sesame Street they taught a little sign language on Sesame Street and some of the other things I had taught myself the ABCs but she was able to lip read me and I recruited her for an organization that I was in so I would just repeat it was just natural I would repeat what I heard and she would lip read me but now I'm starting to realize that my grandfather was from Jamaica and he had a very, very heavy accent, and no one mm. understood him. Even some other Jamaicans didn't even understand him. <laughs> and I would have to repeat what he said to people. So I'm like, oh, I've been interpreting for a long time. I didn't even realize that. But, but I met her my sophomore year, but then my junior year of college, my godson was diagnosed as being deaf. And his mother and I are the best of best friends. 
And at that time, I guess I was 18, getting ready to turn 19 in college. I was a, yeah, I was, I was a sophomore. So we were young. We didn't have any, our, our minds weren't tainted by anybody. It was like, okay, he's deaf, so what are we supposed to do? Okay, what are, what are we supposed to do? And we just found that the professionals were acting like gods, like they knew everything. So when we would say, okay, well, what are you doing in speech therapy? What are you doing here? What are you doing there? So we could repeat it at home. Their response to us was like, no, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it here. Now, again, I didn't have my relationship with God back then like the way I do right now. So I'm not going to repeat what I said to them back then because this is my God, baby. This is my God's son. He's a black male who's deaf. Yeah. So think about that, black being a male and deaf. He's going to have a hard time in life. And this was back mm. in the early 80s. Wow. So I'm like, okay, um, what do we have to do? You're not going to give me the answers? Well, God, Mommy's going to change the world a little bit then. So I graduated from hospital with my degree in pre-med, but I decided to go to New York University and obtain a master's degree in rehab counseling specializing in deafness. So I was able to work with the family and say, listen, no, we don't agree with this. Don't sign that. Don't sign that. Don't agree. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. Well, I'm proud to say that my godson is in his 40s, college graduate, has a wife, three children, working, living down in Virginia. I told him, now, if you mess up up your life right now, guess what? That ain't on God, mommy. Oh, your mother and your father. That's on you, buddy boy, right now. Because <laughs> we did everything we needed to do to prepare you. That's it. But that's it. That, so, and that's why I say, well, you know, once I started signing, and you know, I took graduate classes, I had to do an internship, and the deaf community started hearing about me. It was interesting. Um, it, I found that a lot of pe- members within the black, within the, well, we didn't call it BIPOC back then, but the black and then um, people of color in in deaf community, they were so happy to see an interpreter who looked like them. Because wow. when it came down to the interpretation, I understood what they were speaking about versus mm, maybe yeah. a Caucasian interpreter who didn't have the cultural background. Yes. Or who didn't understand the sign, because there is something called black sign language versus the quote-unquote standard sign language. So I was able to understand what they were saying. And then as I, you know, dove more and more into the deaf community and they was teaching me and how I started asking them questions about, well, how do we work with our child better? So they were giving me insight that none of the professionals gave me. Wow. And then because of my love for music, and you know, I've been performing in different capacities. I started dancing at eight. I played clarinet and a clarinet, alto sax, and bass guitar in in high school. Mm -hmm. I just said I wanted to show what deaf people, what music was about, because they kept saying, oh, music isn't a part of deaf culture. And I was like, no, music is just telling a story to a rhythm. Depending upon how I tell it, you know if it's fast and it's happy, if it's sad because it's very slow, sultry in between, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. So right. don't say that you don't like something if you've never tried it. So then I started signing music more. There was a lot of us that were signing music all the time. And because of that, I've been fortunate enough to interpret at Madison Square Garden, Barclays Center, um, Nassau Coliseum. I've done over yeah. two dozen Broadway shows, a few music videos. I've been a consultant for a few things. I even had a deaf group that I would teach them the most popular songs in the 90s while they were in the, mm. in the 90s. I was teaching them, and they were performing around the tri-state area, performing for hearing and deaf audiences, and they were signing songs. And then I had one person wow. at the Apollo who was competing. So he would listen to the music and sign the music, not speak it with his voice, but unfortunately he lost because in the deaf community, we don't do applause by clapping like hearing people do. We do applause by shaking Uh our hands back and forth. So, you know, at at the Apollo, it's all about the meter, the the clap meter. Mm. 
And since right. there were so many deaf people in the audience supporting him, they were waving their hands. I'm like, no, don't wave your hands. You need to clap your hands so we can get some sound. <laughs> so unfortunately, he, he didn't win, but it was a great experience for them yes. to start showing, hearing people. Deaf people can do every, trust me, everything that hearing people do, everything except for hearing. And even wow. when I say deaf, deaf, there's a range of deafness. All deaf people do not mm. hear at the same level. So when you say deaf or hard of hearing, I need to know more about that person. Because right. you have right. some people who are deaf who sign American, English, American Sign Language, other people who are deaf sign signed English, other people who are hearing aids because they're hard of hearing. But there are certain things right. that we use within the deaf community that everybody can benefit from. Like, for example, the captioning on the television. Yes. yes. I know yes. we, as a hearing person, I benefit from it a lot. I, I know I do. <laughs> I'm good. I don't say I always got that caption on. <laughs> Please. I can't watch television without the caption because sometimes I'm like, what did they say? What? You know? That's, that's right. But, that's right. But the caption itself, yeah. and well, initially, say, for example, the curb cuts on the streets, that was made, quote unquote, for wheelchair users, right? But how many of us had strollers? That curb cut came in handy. Yep. Well, when your yep. feet are hurting you and them shoes are too tight and you don't want to step up on the sidewalk. Okay. Come on, you tell it our business, girl. You tell it our business. I'm telling you, listen, you, 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 I'm, this is so amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, let me ask you a question. You, it's challenges, challenges in everything. Um, mm -hmm. what would you say is the challenge that you faced in this career? Oh, wow. That's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's a okay. loaded question. Okay. Just, just, just. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, oh, this is PG. No, this is G. Okay. Um, meaning your, your rating is a G. I'm, I'm not going to have you lose your, your license. Don't worry. Um, well, it's not a challenge, but things have changed within the deaf community from when, when I first started, you know, 33 years ago, where there was more of the helper mentality. Hearing people helped deaf people. The interpreters helped deaf people. Now deaf people, I don't know if your listeners have seen it maybe on Instagram or Facebook or stuff, deaf people can do anything but hear. Meaning there was a deaf advisor to um, President Obama when he was in office, uh, right. Claudia Gordon, and she was in charge of ADA and accessibility and, and the law. And she actually is the first black deaf attorney in the United States. Wow. She graduated with her degree from Howard University. Now we have deaf vets, deaf doctors, deaf nurses, deaf engineers. So when I first joined yeah. the field, um, most workers worked at the post office, the airport, uh, carpentry jobs, because there were noisy jobs that a lot of people didn't want to be around. So those were the kind of jobs that deaf people tended to go towards because they were more manual labor. But now we have deaf people in all capacities from University professors, university presidents, professors, wow. lecturers, doctors. So now interpreters, we're finding the need to study everything. We have to study all the time because like the English language or any other spoken language has that evolves over with time. ASL, American Sign Language, is also evolving. When I first started, there was no sign for cell phone. Only people who had cell phones wow. were the rich people. There was no sign for digital. There was no sign for wow. download. There was no sign for, like, you know, things that now, you know, the younger kids, the little young bucks, they take for granted. We didn't have that. There was no sign for COVID more than three years ago. 
Wow, yeah. So we're, we're always, I am always going, matter of fact, I have a workshop tomorrow that I'm, I'm, I'm going to attend. But we're always going to workshops and stuff because we need to know how to sign certain words. And if I'm signing, say, for example, I'm signing a play, and the play mm-hmm. is taking place in 1930, I try to incorporate some of the signs from 1930 that we don't use in 19. I don't want to use 2021 signs for a play that took place in 1930. I need to incorporate some of their signs from yesteryear. Wow, you are breaking me down. I'm telling you, you you don't realize how vast this this uh career is. Like you know, so many aspects to it. Like you're saying things, and I'm like, wow, I never thought. I never thought about this. You know, as someone who who's not really you know, knowledgeable, you know, and it's like, wow, you, you missed the mark. You really missed the mark. And, and this, this I'm telling you, this show, you coming back, girl, we got to bring you back. Cause this is so much stuff. We got, I mean, you, you introduced me to stuff that I ain't never heard before, you know, and I know the listeners are sitting there like, wow, you know what I'm saying? There's things that you, you know, oftentimes we say that when we lose a limb, right? When we lose things as, as someone who has had these things, you know, you, you, you just don't understand it until you, you, you don't have it anymore. But it's like right. you never I, you, the thought as far as for the deaf people, you just never think that way when you're a person that do, don't have that problem or you're not around that kind of atmosphere. And it's so sad, what? you know what I'm saying? Even down to myself. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I've, I've never been around that quantity, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, wow, it, it's just so much to know and so much to learn and just to, to love on God's people. Well, I just you want to say that you probably, God's... but you pass by deaf people all the time. You just don't know it until it's time to communicate. Deaf people are all over the place, especially the five boroughs here in New York. No, but I'm saying and in other countries as well. But how disconnected yeah. is that? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, and that's the, like, we take a lot for granted, Kathy. We take a lot for granted. We yeah. really do. And, you know, it's such a blessing that you I'm telling you, you definitely got to come back. I know most people that are sitting there listening, they're like, wow. Because I know I'm like, my God, I didn't even know there was a term called for this or that. Or even what it even meant. Like, you just really opening windows of, of mindset. Like, really. And that's what that's what this is all about. You know, sharing, opening up, bridging that gap right. to those that are lost, don't understand, and don't want Some people don't want to understand. But for those that really want to open... And, and and spread uh, their knowledge and their energies just to help other people to get to where they need to be. This is this is what it's about. And and wow, to be to be so much missing the mark like this. It's just really, you know, God God will do it. He will bring something. Yep, he will he bring will. a show like this to open up the minds of of his people, the people that are seeking him. And, you know, seek him, yes, with all your might, but you can't forget about folk that you're walking right by. You know what I'm saying? Listeners, this is truly mind-blowing. You know, this interview right here, we need to be more in tune with all of God's people. You know, and and this is... What this show is about. Thank you so much. Um, what advice would you give to those that may be interested in in becoming uh, uh, interpreter or just uh, doing sign language? Like, what would you tell? Is there a particular school? Like, what, in today's realm, what would you tell them? Well, I would recommend to everybody first have the mindset and understanding that deaf people don't want to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with them, and yes, you could call them deaf. Because a lot of your listeners will probably say, oh, no, you can't use the word deaf. Deaf people say, no, I'm deaf. I'm not hearing impaired, meaning something broke. I'm not auditorially challenged. No, I'm deaf. It's fine. You can say the word deaf to deaf people. It's good. Or hard of hearing or deaf blind. But if someone is interested in learning sign language, I would recommend that they look up their local school for the deaf if they have no other avenue of uh, awareness. Contact your local school for the deaf. It's probably a state school. If it's not a public school, usually they're state schools. And find out in your area where sign language classes may be offered. 
I am aware that some unions offer sign language classes. There are actually some colleges that offer sign language classes for non-matriculating people who are not interested necessarily in obtaining their college degree, but they may want to take a course through um, continuing education. Um, or you can contact your local vocational rehabilitation services, VR services, or some, some states call them DDR, um, Diagnostic Vocational Rehab Services and they could lead mm -hmm. you to where sign language classes are. Now, I personally would recommend that you have a sign language teacher who's deaf themselves. And the reason why is is because they're native, they're native signers. They're, you know, they're not, it's not their second language, it's their first language. Also understand right. when you're in a sign language class, you are not going to use your voice. It's all about the eyes. So if you're mumbling and stuff, then you're thinking with your ears, how come this is, no, you need to look at sign language the same way like if you took French or Spanish or Portuguese. It is a language all its own. It is not broken English. It has its own grammar, its own syntax. It has its own nuances. So you need to go in there with an open mind, but there should not be any talking in the class, any speaking at all. It's all about your eyes. So I would say when you finish your first sign language class, you're very, not the series of classes, the first class, you're going to come home, you're going to put your head back in a chair, and you're going to put water on your eyeballs because they're going to burn like you wouldn't believe. Because uh, people don't uh. realize how dependent we are on sound, where they've already proven that communication is not so much about what you say, but the nonverbal communication that really gets the message across. Wow. So I, can, I can read you quite nicely, quite nicely and never make a sound with my mouth, purely by the lifting of my eyebrows up and down, the moving of my nose or how I move my mouth. And if I add the wow. signs to it, then you know I'm cutting you right now, okay? In a nice way. Like I said, P PG, uh, your rating is G, so I'm leaving it that way, okay? But you want, you want somebody who, if you go into a sign language class and they're speaking, that is not the class you want. You want a class where they're totally immersing you in the culture where you have to realize, wow, how much I've actually been missing with my eyes because I've been using my ears. Wow. Find out wow. where, your, where your local deaf organization, where, I mean, of course, COVID is occurring right now, but there are a lot of events. You can go on Facebook and find different deaf organizations across the country. And you can join them via Zoom. Now I'm able to go to a meeting in Chicago, a meeting in Florida, a meeting in California, where before I would have to hop on a plane to go there. So there are yes. benefits to it. There are benefits. Yes. It is difficult because it's a 3D language that you're looking on a 2D screen, but it's a start. And also I just want to let people understand, uh, sign language is not universal. If you notice, I keep saying American Sign Language. I interpret in American Sign Language. French, they have French Sign Language. They have English Sign Language or British Sign Language, I should say, British Sign Language. In Africa, the continent of Africa, you know, our motherland, depending upon the colonizers, that will dictate what sign language they use in their country. Wow. So within Africa, you have French Sign Language, American Sign Language, Spanish, which means Spain. Because Puerto wow. Rico uses the same sign language as America because of the territorial land that American, America owns, which is sad to say, but they own. Okay, So each country within Africa, you have to see where the missionaries went, where the colonizers went, and then that will let you know what sign language that they use. So do not assume wow. that sign language is international. And people go, but why not? Well, we all don't speak the same language as hearing people, do we? And which country that, is going to say, well, you're right. Your language is better than mine, so I'm going to give up my language. The male ego won't allow that to happen. Or should I say the human <laughs> ego won't allow that to happen. That's right. So each country has its own sign language. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> Right. So mm -hmm. Nobody's going to do that. You know the ego won't allow for that to happen. But I'm just, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm trying to think, 
how can I make this interview accessible for the deaf community? It, it, I it's hope simple. Women it, cult. It's simple. It, it's simple. People how? need to reach out. They need to reach out to you. They need to communicate with people like yourself that can steer them in proper ways um, uh, to learn this thing and to get full understanding of what it is to be a sign language interpreter in, 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 and all the differences and embrace that thing. And it, and it starts with us as a community coming together yes. under one accord to help one yes. another. And, and that's what this show is all about. This is what this interview is speaking, like reaching out to the listeners and just getting you to understand that we, all people should be treated yes. equally. All people, yes. you know, people think, yes. you know, that, that, that things have changed. No, we no. make the change and we That's need right. to step up and stand out and do what needs to be done for God's people. You say you Christians, we need to really start acting like that. And I'm not Outside just side the four walls of the church. And I just keep telling people that you the church, what you do for That's your right. brother is what right. makes all the difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you yep. guys, come on now. You, everybody that's listening to this wonderful interview, you need to understand that you make a difference. And and, it, and right. start taking that one step, you know, and, and God will do the rest. But it takes, mm-hmm. a, you, you I said, yeah, I was looking at Sesame Street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I started learning the A's to the Z, you know, on Sesame Street. And nothing is too small for God. That's right. And you're never too old. As long as your heart is in the right place, you're never too old. Amen. You will learn. Amen. You will learn Amen. how to reach out. You know, because even something simple like today, I went to, I was, I went to on the street, one of those coffee trucks or whatever on the street, and. As I'm walking up, I could see there was a homeless person was bothering someone or was trying to ask for money. But they left him alone. I walked up. The individual asked me, and I gave them a dollar. So then the person turned around to the first person that they were speaking to and proceeded to try to use profanity on them about, see, she gave me, and I said, hold on a minute. You were just blessed with something. How dare you now turn around and try to speak negative to someone else? You were just blessed. Take the blessing and be thankful for what you have right now. And the person put their hands up and they said, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All of us, one thing we need to remember, every one of us is going through a journey of our own. Yes. And when you meet someone else and you come across a hard time, they're going through a journey as well. Yes. And it's hard to remember that when you're in the midst of it. Yes. But every morning we have to get up and say, I'm going through a journey. Father God, help me through this journey that I'm yes. in right now. I can't do it by myself. I need your help. And when yes. you come across someone else, before you start lashing out at them, remember they are going through a journey too. Hmm. And it's not your job necessarily to fix them with their journey, but it is your job to understand them. Yes. And sometimes understanding can simply mean, I can't deal with you right now. You know, yes. I just can't deal with you right now. Yes. And that's okay. That's right. But you that's need right. to check yourself before you check someone else. Because I know my husband will always tell you, one we listen to... Um, Joe, Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, and his famous line on his station is, well, what you going to do about it? <laughs> yes, well, my family will, right, well, my family will tell you my famous line in the family is, what was your role in it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's that man what in the mirror. What was your role? Don't worry about, don't worry yes, about nobody right. else. Right. What was That's your right. role in that situation? That's right. That's right. That's right. You you have to look. So you look. You have to look at yourself. <laughs> you have to look at so when I have deaf, so when I have families coming to me and they have deaf family members and they're like, oh, you know, I look at how they're treating a the deaf family member and like second class, third class, fourth class citizens, whatever that means. But you understand, 
less than. Right. You think that they're unable to do certain things. You won't help them find a good job. You won't do this and the other. But you have them oh. home taking care of your children, feeding, cooking your food, and maybe doing oh. other things for you. Well, I yeah. wouldn't think that I want somebody that I think that is less than taking care of my kids. And I definitely don't want somebody I think that's less than cooking my food. So you're contradicting yourself. What it is is mm-hmm. a power trip. You're yeah. not doing it because of a power trip or because yeah. you're embarrassed by the fact that, oh, I made a child who's deaf or my sister's deaf, and you're embarrassed by that. You have a lesson to learn maybe through that person. And they're yeah. the ones that's going to help you in your journey. Yeah. Yes. So yes. become yes. humble. Speaking, you speaking Lord. truth, Lord, Lord. You're true. I'm telling you, we we gonna go for two hours. <laughs> no, you. I'm telling you, listen, we got so much. Listen, you coming back, listeners? I'm bringing Kathleen Taylor back because we need more. We need more. You. We need to learn. We as a people need to embrace yes. all the knowledge yes. that you have. We need to share that thing so that we can make this world, this community that we live in, a better place to be. Sis, give them your information so they can reach out to you. Okay, well, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram page or my Instagram, I don't know what it's called, the handle or whatever, is Queen Cat with a K, Terp, 825. So it's Queen, K-A-T as in Tom, T as in Tom, E-R-P, 825, and my Twitter account is at KDT for Kathleen Denise Taylor. Another T is in Tom, ERP. Praise God. We had such a wonderful time of fellowshipping with my girl, Kathleen Taylor. I'm telling you what a wonderful, wonderful woman of God. And we just want to thank you listeners for coming back every Tuesday at 9 p.m. and having a ball in us uplifting and and just bringing a spirit-filled show and i just want to thank positive power 21 and jerry royce for all the love all this time you've just been loving on me thank you so much god bless and have a great holiday into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.